Roots podcast, a holistic approach to living your best life. Listen along as we give our unique perspectives on topics that create the living roots of your life and how it all connects to make up who you are. Hey guys, welcome to episode 11. Stacy and Danielle here. We are going to share a slightly more controversial topic <laughs> today, but um, we are going to share our COVID stories and just our thoughts and feelings on the last two years, mandates, all the things that could possibly get us kicked off. I was going to say, so (laughs) welcome to possibly our last episode. (laughs) If this is the last time you hear from us, we are sorry, but um, we're going to give it a go. It's, you know, we started this podcast to have the tougher conversations, right? Mm -hmm. And to, you know, make you feel like you're not alone if you are having these thoughts and these feelings. Um, so I figured even though this is a topic that we don't really like want to talk about, it's not fun. I'm kind of honestly sick of it. Like I just don't want to hear about it or talk about it anymore. It's all that's talked about sometimes. Yeah. And I just want to get it out there, kind of get it done. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Get it out there, get it done so we can move on, but have this information available to you guys again, just so you don't feel alone if you're feeling that way. Um, and and like with most things that we talk about. This is sometimes not the information that's out there. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're just going to kind of jump in. Um, we both have COVID experiences. We both mm-hmm. did get COVID. I got it twice. <laughs> I'm a lucky one. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to let Danielle start and just kind of share her experience and we'll go from there. Okay. So, I haven't had COVID until very, very recently. So, my first experience with it was when my husband got it. So, Nick got the first variant, um, I guess is how you would say. So he got COVID in June of 2020. I was 38 weeks pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So I wasn't concerned. Um, I wasn't concerned about him having it and the possibility of me getting it. I was more concerned about the fact that I was 38 weeks pregnant. And so I was like within that range of if the baby comes a little bit early, it would be like within the next couple weeks. And so, um, he got it at work. Um, one of the guys on his crew was like not feeling super great, but nothing like out of the ordinary. So they were working together. And then, um, that weekend he started to feel like a little bit worse. So, um, that was when like everybody was like going and getting tested and it was like, "Ah." (laughs) and so he ended up testing positive. And so then, Um, that weekend, Nick started to not feel super great. And his boss called him and was like, so, so so-and-so has tested positive. And this was like in the beginning and nobody really knew like, how long do you quarantine? And like, what do you do? And like, when can you come back to work? And you know, like, what does this mean? And so they didn't really know. And he's like, you can go get tested if you want to. Um, but regardless, you can't come back to work until, like, I forget even because all the things change <laughs> so <Yeah>. often. <laughs> but he ended up staying home. He did not go get tested because it's like, okay, this is probably what he has. Like, they all had the same symptoms. And, like, someone else that they that's, like, on their crew also had it at the same time. So they definitely got it from that one guy. And they all had the same symptoms. So that's probably what it was. And um, he had, like, body aches more, like, in his shoulders and his back. Yeah. Um, But honestly, within like four days, he was fine. So my main concern was the birth center. I'm like, they can't find out that you have COVID (laughs) because they're not going to let you 
come to the birth of this baby and I'm here by myself. And I couldn't just like, hey, mom, can you come down in case the baby comes within the next four weeks? Because like a full term pregnancy is 42 weeks. So like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're full term at 40, but like you can go over two weeks. So I was like 38 weeks if the baby comes like. I have a, like, we're in like the month of mm-hmm. this is going to happen. And so that was selfishly, <laughs> that was no, my concern. Cause I was like, so. this is the worst timing yeah. for this to happen. And so, um, everything ended up being fine. He, like I said, he was fine within like four days. And, um, then she came like two weeks later, everything was fine. Even if we did like a two week quarantine, like we were still within like the safe, um, things. And so that was my first experience with COVID and I didn't, I, and I never got it, um, at that point. And honestly for us, like we never stopped living our lives as normal. Like we kind of had to, because like things were closing Mm -hmm. and like we couldn't go to the gym. So we would just work out at home and like, we still ate well and we still like went out in public. We didn't shut ourselves in. We didn't do any of the things. We did not wear masks. I've worn a mask like a handful of times, usually because I've had to fly twice within the past couple of years and both were for funerals. So I didn't really have the option to not comply. Um, yeah. you probably didn't have like, like the time to be like, Oh, I'll just drive. Right. You know, funeral. I mean, you're no. Not planning and that, so usually. the first one was last September, two Septembers ago. And Uh, So 2020 Sage was two months old. So I'm not driving 10 hours with my two month old. Mm -mm. And, um, the second time was just last week and Sage was bigger, (laughs) but still does not love to be in the car. So I was like, I have to fly. Like, I don't really have, um, the option for that either. And both times were fine. Like the first time they were much more, cause it was like still so new. They were much more like, you need to keep your mask on, ma'am. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, scooted, Thanks, Karen. I like scooted down in my seat and would like take it down. <laughs> and, um, then this past time I wore it to like get through security. And then as soon as I like got through, I took it off and no one said anything to me. There were so many people who didn't have masks mm-hmm. on. It wasn't a big deal. And then like, to get on the plane, like when they swipe your boarding pass and like to get in my seat, like I would put it on like under my, like mm-hmm. nobody cared at that point. And at, at this point, it was a really good experience. I was nervous because I don't, but like at the beginning of COVID, I was super pregnant. So no one would say anything to me. Yeah. I would literally be the only one in the grocery store who didn't have a mask on. And I'm like, say something, say something to me. Like, I'm sure your face said it me, all. Like, yeah, don't like, approach me. I am not yeah. like huffing it through mm-hmm. in summer in the South with this pregnant belly. Like I'm not doing it and no. you're not going to say anything to me. Mm-hmm. And if someone told you, if the news told you that you could take your mask off tomorrow, you would do it. So what's mm-hmm. the difference? So that's kind of been our mindset the whole time. And it's really interesting because the things that have come out in the last two years, the things that we were saying at the very beginning have all basically turned out to be true. And they were big issues, you know, in my, cause it's like, this is the perfect time to have this episode because Mm -hmm. my Facebook memories are like posts that I was (laughs) like, that I would like post and the conversations, like the comments on the bottom, people were so mad at me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm, 
like this is a scientific article from like a .gov website. Like you can't really like this isn't just like my opinion because you think I'm like a crazy conspiracy theorist or an anti-vaxxer or like just the You're the saying all the words things. to get us like, kicked off. I know. We're going to get kicked off the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> flag, flag, yeah. flag. Um, but I just think it's really interesting that then that's a really good point. Like the things that are being censored and the things like you're getting, even if you post like in your Instagram story or whatever, like this happens to me like every day. I'm like, I don't know how I haven't gotten in Facebook jail or like kicked off of anything yet, but it's like when you're sharing scientific articles, like I'm following the science, you're sharing scientific articles and that's getting flagged. You're like, wait a second. Like Mm -hmm. this is. This is sketchy. Yeah. And so the things that we've been saying, we weren't friends at that point, but I'm pretty sure you were probably saying the same thing. I just didn't know you. It's not that yeah. we weren't friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hated her and then I loved her. Yes. Yeah. We only met, like, when did we meet? May? Yeah. Not yeah. that long ago. But we hit Almost it Almost a year. Almost a year. <laughs> we, what are we going to do for our one year? We should do something fun. We should. Um, yeah. So it's just all the things that are coming out now are the things that we've been saying this yeah. whole time. Same. But have been chastised for this whole time so I just think that's very interesting in a way it's like the the petty side mm-hmm. of me wants to be like told you so mm-hmm. right oh oh but yeah. I bite my tongue yes. every single time something new comes out I'm just yeah. like they'll read it or they won't at this point like whatever but well and I think same. at this point like you're not going to change my mind about yes. certain things and I know that I'm not going to change your mind about certain things so there are just conversations that are going to go nowhere that I just don't have no. with people anymore. Cause it's like at this point, that's just kind of how it is. Unfortunately, yeah. even if you are presented with facts, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. No, I totally agree. And we were the same way, honestly. Um, you know, I have, I have this later in my notes, but I'll hit on it here. Travis and I both ran our own businesses mm-hmm. in 2019 when all this started. So I remember when they were like, okay, all non-essential people, you have to shut down your businesses and these are the only things that are allowed to be open. And I remember hearing that come out and say, you know, all non-essential businesses. And my very first thought was never fear or worry or Mm -hmm. anxiety. I remember looking at Travis and saying, well, we're essential to our lives, to our children. (laughs) We have to provide is essential to us. Right. So I'm not shutting down my business. And he's like, neither am I luckily with his business, he does commercial real estate and, you know, investments and like all this other stuff. (laughs) That's hard to explain. Ask him. (laughs) Um, but, um, a lot of his stuff is online, right? Yeah. Like every now and then he would have to fly, which is actually how he, he brought COVID home <laughs> the first time. So <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. But um, every now and then quarterly or so, he'll have to fly and go check on properties and have meetings and things like that. But for the most part, he just works from his at-home office. So that wasn't such a big hit. In a way it was because um, as far as like the financial side of business, oh, yeah. um, people didn't have to pay rent and all of these things and you could not evict people. And understandably so. I mean, they were losing their jobs. And so that was stressful. But again, I kind of have that in my notes for later too. Um, He had some savings and I'm going to dive into that. But, um, you know, I had a dog training business, so I had to see people. Um, I would see many people, like not many in the sense of like, I didn't work at like a grocery store and saw like hundreds of people a day, but I was typically working with about eight dogs a day you know, regularly. So I'd probably see 
At least eight people. At, at least eight <laughs> people. Um, sometimes more because I would run a group class. So mm-hmm. we would have more people in, in there. So I don't operate out of a fear-based mindset. I just right. do not allow that in my life. I believe in Jesus. I'm just like, you know what? He doesn't want me to live that way. And I'm not going to live that way. And living that way is essentially, you know, the devil is the wrong side, you right. know, that, that feel, you know, fear is the devil. So I am not going to allow that. That does not mean that I don't get frightened every now and then or alarmed or, or you're unrealistic. Yes. I, I don't but, live in a fairy land right. of nothing could ever happen, but I live in a place of if something happens, it's meant to be that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was the plan all along. So I'm grateful for that. First of all, like having our faith, um, which has only gotten stronger since we've moved here and you know, got connected in our church and everything like that. So super grateful for that. But I think that was kind of in me even before Mm -hmm. all that, Um, you know, again, we were recently baptized since we got here and all this good stuff, um, which again, we're just so grateful for. But even then just something inside of me was like, I'm not going to let this run my life. Kind of like how you said, like, you know, we're not going to stop doing the things. Am I going to go to like a a concert and you know be like stage diving and not that I would do that anyway but if you know like no I'm not doing those things I am being smart but I'm going to go out I'm going to go food shopping I'm going to go to the places I want to go to I'm not not going to lock down my house sanitize myself and my house and all the things not going to wear a mask outside I'm going to breathe in that fresh air all that stuff but with the business, it was just like, yeah, I'm essential to myself. Right. Um, it was a small business, so I wasn't under, you know, the, the radar that, you know, big maybe restaurants were like them having to close down, you know, but there, there's some restaurants that did stay open. So that is kind of like up in the air. Um, I'm not in that business, so I'm not going to really speak on that, but I think that there is a choice essentially at the end of the day of whether or not you stayed right. open or closed. And you were in New Jersey still at yeah. this point, which is important to, to yeah. kind of it was a hot spot. recognize because, yeah. yeah, if you think about the the specific states that have had, like, the strictest mm-hmm. mandates and, and stuff, like New York, New Jersey, California, like, you were in one of those, yep. those I states. Rem- <laughs> I remember so. we never watched the news ever. It just it yeah. doesn't exist in our house, but... When all this was going on, Trev's like, maybe I should turn on. This was in the beginning. Yeah. Right now, now we know. Definitely yeah. not. But at the time, he's like, maybe I should turn on the news and like see what the heck is going on. Yeah. So I remember we put it on and like the first thing that flashed up was like this map and like of, of the United States and red was like the hot spots of like mm-hmm. where to avoid and like shut down, lock down, like mm-hmm. I am legend status <laughs> life. Like you can't do anything. And it was like New York, New Jersey, California. I was like, oh, <laughs> wonderful. I'm like, let's turn the news off. I'm like, well, this is great. That's a really important thing that I wanted to mention later. But since you brought it up, like, if you are someone who it does watch the news every day, like, that's so scary. Mm-hmm. Like, you're watching that, and they very specifically put a death counter. Like, the every death ticker day. is yeah. just, like, ticking off all these people who are dying and da-da-da-da-da. But, like, if you have the lifestyle or, like, the mindset that a lot of other people do where you're not watching TV, you're not consuming all the social media, you're not... Like, if you just were living your life every day, like, going to work, going to the grocery store, like, doing all these things, besides, like, all of a sudden people are wearing masks, like, you would have no idea what was going on. Like, people aren't dropping dead. There aren't bodies piled up in the streets. Like, you wouldn't know that there was this, like, crazy pandemic. Like, people get sick every year. Like, the flu, like, it, it wouldn't have been any different 
until someone told you that it was until mm-hmm. someone put a name to it and started with all of these crazy things and the news is like shoving it down your throat and and all these things are happening like if you were to just like take a step back and like evaluate what's actually going on like in your communities and like in in like your like realm exactly what what changed yep exactly and one of the after after seeing that red map and I was like that's that's great um the next scene was like I think it was I think it was a picture from China and it was like there was like just like people laying down face down in the street so they made it seem like people are dropping like flies like they're just dying everywhere and that picture stayed with me mostly because the amount of I'm gonna curse bullshit that was that was in that right so like I saw it. It didn't sit right with me. Like even like the way they were laying. Red flag. Honestly, the way they were laying, like their arms, like it looked like they just like gently laid down. I was like, if you just like died, croaked, like you're gonna not be laying so gracefully, right? (laughs) Like the way it would just look super staged. It looked weird. And then like the next day or so was like, oh, you know, New York, all these body bags and we don't know where to put them and all this stuff. And later come to find out from people working there, like that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. Like we never used those freezers, like all this stuff. But those were like the, the three uh, images that like stood out to me in all this. And I was just like, this is nuts. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't know what is happening, but I don't believe it. And I said that from day one, it was me my husband, Travis, and our nanny, Sierra. Because again, we were both working full-time from home. So we had help at home so we could still be with the kids. So we're all sitting there watching. All three of us were just like, no. Like, no. Like, doesn't I don't, make sense. I don't know what this... And we hadn't... It hadn't been a big thing on social media yet. And people weren't talking. And we weren't talking to other friends about it yet. But I remember all three of us were just like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No. Like, this... What is going on? Like, this is not... I don't know. Like it just, all of us just were like something like we're going to, we're going to take this at face value. Yeah. And you know, lo and behold, yes, those pictures were false and all, all the things. Right. But so I'm going to pass it over to you. I know you have a a couple things that you want to hit on before I kind of get into our story or, you know, my other notes that I have going on here, but really quick, our story with, um, COVID was Travis did travel for work, a work meeting, similar situation to Nick, like, one of the people there wasn't feeling great, but didn't know my guys, you know, our team felt totally fine. Travis came home. He felt fine. The next day, I think it was like his business partner called and was like, Hey, I don't feel great. And he had Travis like, yeah, I woke up feeling a little stuffy and weird. And instantly I was like, ah, get out of my room Um, in a joking way. Like I was already like, all right, like you're here. We kissed, we said, hello, you have it. I have it. So, but I was just like, man, like you brought it here. Yeah. got the Rona. So, He, for the next three days, just didn't feel great. Like, I don't even, he might have gotten a temperature like one night, but like didn't even wake up to take it. Like he's, he just told me he thought he had a fever last night. Um, Sore muscles, very tired, you know, the, the classic, classic symptoms, but not the severe ones, you know, just like a headache, um, cough. That's what he had. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go, we'll send no nannies. Let's take off work, cancel everything. And I think. I think we knew it was like a two week thing um, at the time. So yeah. it wasn't, it, it was like around the same time as Nick, but it might've been a little bit, it was that summer, but maybe yeah. it was like July or August or mm-hmm. something. Cause we had, we knew it was two weeks that you had a quarantine for. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take care of the kids over here. You know, you just stay in the bedroom. I'll give you all the vitamins and yeah. feel better, drink water, blah, blah, blah. 
And then, so he was there for three days and then he started feeling like a lot better and started coming out. And on like that third day, it was like, we swapped. I was like, Ooh, like <clears throat> I have a little, I got little, little <laughs> cough going on. So my symptoms were a tiny different. I did have a fever for three days, but it wasn't like anything crazy. I think it was like 102 and like mm-hmm. sometimes 103 and then back down to like 100. Like it stayed in that range and it was pretty consistent. It would come down like every now and then for like a couple hours during the day, but then it would go back up, mm-hmm. um, every night. And we don't take anything to get rid of a fever or lower a fever. We very firmly believe that a fever is doing its job. It's ridding yep. your body of the virus. It's fighting everything off for you. It's making your body an uninhabitable environment, exactly. which is exactly what you want. So when you then suppress it, you're prolonging whatever sickness you have going on. Exactly. So did not take anything, just vitamin D and zinc, like all, all the supplements that we were taking, um, you know, eating whole, healthy whole foods, drinking plenty of water, um, adding salt, things like that. So that's what we were doing. Um, I had it for, again, for probably about three days. Um, I pretty much just slept. Like, I don't remember much. Um, I just slept. I had a fever. Again, didn't feel like terrible, but just was like, I'm tired. I'm hot. I don't yeah. feel great. I'm going to go to bed. Almost um, as if you had the flu. Yeah, it's, interesting. It's crazy how the <laughs> symptoms are very, very similar. Yeah. So, um, so he kind of hung out with the kids for their, you know those three days while I was just kind of sleep, sleeping it off, and then I woke up and we were both pretty much better. I think we had a lingering cough for like that whole month. It would like come and go. Like we would do like some exercise or something outdoorsy. It was summer. We would go on a hike and we would cough a little bit or something here and there. So we we <laughs> felt it in our chest linger linger like a little bit, but never like scary or severe like we couldn't breathe or like there was like a bunch of this liquid or nothing like that for us um not saying that that's the case for everybody that that was just our experience with it um the kids don't have the comorbidities that exactly the people who are being greatly affected by this and who would be greatly affected by anything that goes around exactly there's something you know there's a common denominator there and if you don't have those you would, it would be just like anything else. Yep. I, if I didn't know COVID was a thing, I would have thought I had the flu yep. for sure. Um, but so, um, kids not, maybe they got it. Who knows? Never showed a single stuffy nose yeah. or cough or anything at all. And we were with them 24 seven. Tegan was a baby, baby. Tegan was born in 2019 and we got it the summer and he was born in September and we got it that summer. So he wasn't so even a year old yet. He was a, he was a few yeah. months old. He was, so his underdeveloped immune system and all yeah. the scary things, um, he was perfectly fine. And Shay was what two and she was perfectly fine. She's putting her fingers in her mouth, doing all like, so she yeah. was, if anybody was going to catch it, it was going to be that kid who was yeah. licking windows and stuff, <laughs> you know, and she was perfectly fine. Um, did you guys lose taste and smell? He did. I did not. He did. He lost both. He lost taste and smell. I never did. Um, his came back within a couple of weeks. Yeah. I would say probably like two weeks. He got it back. Um, I can't remember if Nick did or not. I yeah. feel like maybe smell, maybe like one, but not the other. And yeah. for like a week, maybe I weird? can't really remember. That was the weird, the, honestly, I mean, COVID and the whole thing. Yeah. Weird. But that was like the one thing I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> how does I, that happen? Yeah. I mean, like I get headaches, I get body aches. I get, I understand that mm-hmm. losing your taste and smell. I'm sure there are science to it by now that's out there that explains it. Yeah. I just haven't read it. Yeah. Um, but freaking weird right like (laughs) what the heck does Um, not compute (laughs) yeah like super weird but anyway um yeah so that was our our first experience with it and then we did end up getting the variant um years later and that was like nothing that travis did travis was stuffy he literally like you would have thought sinuses um and then I had one night where I felt like I got hit by a bus, like kind of like how I felt then, but like, like 
I got a fever, um, headache and tired. So I just went to bed early that night, woke up the next day and it was, I was completely fine. Yeah. So like that was literally less than 24 hours yeah. for me this time around. Um, but similar symptoms, no chest, anything mm-hmm. with us, nobody lost taste and smell, none of that stuff. So much less severe that time around. Um, yeah, so that was, that was our experience. But again, kids never once showed a single yeah. sign or symptom. Um, yeah, so those are our symptoms and kind of what we went through and I'm not discrediting anybody. Like I completely right. understand that everybody who has gotten it will get something different, which is also what kind of makes it a weird thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just, it's very, it, it does affect people differently. And that was the weird unknown, scary factor, I would say. Um, but that being said, like, again, you look at like the comorbidities and the obesity rates and like all these things that factor in that, like you said, are just the common denominator over and over. And it's like, you can't, you can't not see that. Right. And I think it's important to mention that a lot of these comorbidities are lifestyle related Mm. chronic issues. And so if you are someone who chooses your lifestyle to be different than that like we choose and we try to you know our last episode we talked about our um like being prepared and like what we have in our medicine cabinet versus what like a typical medicine cabinet would look like and Mm -hmm. we try to live our lives in a certain way and we try to be more proactive and so you don't have necessarily those comorbidities. And so then your experience is going to be different, but just like we don't get strep throat. Mm -hmm. We don't get usually like the common cold. We don't get like, if we had the flu, it would still be a less severe impact on us because we've set our bodies up and our immune system up to be able to tackle that. But then we also don't, we don't work against our body. Exactly. We're not taking fever reducers and we're not we're allowing, drinking yeah. soda throughout the night and, you know, things like that, right. that are just going to put more stress on your body, undo your body's good work right. and really just like kind of sell yourself short. Like right. you're shooting yourself in the foot at that right. point. And, 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 and again, not to say that we're discrediting other people's experiences, but there is usually a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to mention that because a lot, like the news isn't going to, mm-hmm. they're not going to tell you these things. And if we look at the past two years, they're the government, like no one is going to set in place the, okay. We know that these are the comorbidities and we know that this, 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 and this are all lifestyle. So we're going to implement these programs and we're going to educate and inform and let's see if we can, you know, get people eating better. Let's see if we can get people plugged into communities. Let's see if we can, you know, keep the gyms open. Like I'm going to touch on this in a little bit too, but it might honestly work right here. Like what was closed? Yes. What was deemed Mm non-essential and what was deemed essential? Mm -hmm. So what was shut down? Churches gyms, small businesses. Those are all things that keep you healthy. Mind, body, spirit, Mm -hmm. um, community, exercise, all all these things. What was, what remained open? Fast food, liquor stores, Walmart, like all of these things that make a lot of money Mm -hmm. and also contribute to keeping you sick. So right there, you can see that health has never been a priority. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show that like 
which makes you sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist when you're like, well, like, you know, this happened and then this happened. But like, if you, like, like I said earlier, like if you just step back and you're looking at all these things, like the way that this was handled was not handled Mm-mm. appropriately if you're trying to keep people healthy. Exactly. Suppressing people's immune systems. Only, oh no, I'm going to sneeze. Only, <laughs> only <COVID>. allowing, <laughs> only allowing things that are going to, you know, keep people sick sick keep people down <laughs> keep right? them down like that is not the avenue that should have been taken Mm-mm. speaking on quarantine when in the history of the world have healthy people yep. been required to quarantine yep. you know if you're an at-risk person quarantine those people mm-hmm. that is totally normal mm-hmm. let's protect those people allow people who like you and me if we get covid or if we get the flu or if we get anything we're gonna be fine Mm -hmm. allow us to get it that's how natural immunity works even though they've changed the definition in the past two years which is a whole nother topic which is also a red (laughs) friggin flag and let's allow the normal natural thing to happen and then that's how you keep your community safe Mm -hmm. it's not a mask and it's not a vaccine neither of those things promote health Mm -hmm. and so that's my (laughs) soapbox tangent for that that because it's it it just makes me so mad yeah no it makes sense and again like so sometimes people they get they can't see it when they're looking at people or when they're looking at their own lives so i was an animal control officer Let's put it in like this frame, yeah. right? So I worked on an animal shelter, the place that you go to adopt your animals that you love. Well, we had general population, right? We had all the cats in a cat room, all the dogs in a dog room. And then we had quarantine, mm-hmm. this own room, completely shut off and far away from all the other animals. And guess what? That's where all the sick animals went. Yes. Any animals with conjunctivitis or breathing issues or sneezing all over the place, cut scrapes, surgeries, any of the things that's where you're going to go to take your medicines. And if it's going to spread, it's going to spread in there, right? Mm-hmm. And once you're deemed healthy and fit and, and good to go back out with everybody else, that's when you leave and go back out with everybody else, right? right? And keep the other sick animals behind so that we don't get everybody else sick, all the healthy ones right. sick, right? So the whole idea of everybody shutting down for yes. two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. I had... Friends and family members that will fight that. They'll oh, be yeah. like, no, if, if, if we just did it right, like if, if everybody truly just would have shut in for two weeks. Wear your freaking mask, Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> no. If everybody would have done it, it would have stopped in right. two weeks. And that simply is not true. And we understand yep. that now because of people who had it that, you know, you don't know that you have it and blah, blah, blah. And why I said this from day one. I'm like, okay, so two weeks. Great number, right? Mm-hmm. But what if, you know, somebody who went in got it like that very last day, right? right? <laughs> and then started their quarantine. So they should have been another day or two in quarantine, technically, to really make sure it was gone mm-hmm. or, you know, timelines have changed. So who knows? Yeah. But let's, let's go off of two weeks, <laughs> right? Because, you know, science. Yeah. So that person would have come out and maybe still had it for another day or two and would have screwed up your whole plan, right? right? And again, how, like, realistically, mm-hmm. you're going to get every single human in the entire world 
to not leave. Like it's, that's just not like, let's go to a realistic plan. Right. That's not a realistic plan. The realistic plan is if you truly feel sick, if you truly do not feel well, right. you stay back, you stay home. Right. For everybody else, there's still a chance for you to get exposed because some people don't know they have it or mm-hmm. some people's symptoms are light or some people weren't listening and we're still going out and whatever, but that's now, okay, it's self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's where that kicks in, where we have right. not really seen much of that going on, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other topic, but you need to start going to the gym, getting healthy, losing that extra weight, making better health choices, not taking certain medications and, and going a different route instead to heal the whole problem and not just mask your symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be suppressing your immune system with all this other stuff. Right. But that takes self-accountability, that takes time, that takes effort, that takes, you know, yeah, like just like Mm self-restraint. There's so much that goes into that. Whereas just throwing on a mask and blaming other people is so much easier. Yep. Right. So I think that is a area amongst Mm -hmm. many areas where we kind of went wrong in handling this. I'm not saying, you know, I should be the president of the United States and I have all the answers and and all that. So I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying how this was handled. If you look at it, it was financially back. There was right. all these other motivating factors that go into this. Well, this was not for our health. No. And, and the blame and the shame and the guilt that they had to do to make people feel bad, to get people to turn against each other, scare to people, scare tactics. Anytime people do that, if you look at history, they're the bad guys. Yeah. It does not work. They are the, if, if you have Censoring to. Censoring information. Exactly. If you have to do that stuff, it, you're not doing it. In, in, in the, out of the goodness of your heart, you're right. doing it with poor intentions, right? You're doing it for a reason right. and whatever that reason is, I don't care. Like money personally, I don't care what your reason is. It's obviously not health because of all the things that we just covered. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just when you stop and, and, and these are things that like we were saying early on and again, yep. you look like a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> so you look crazy, but as they become, you know, nowadays like proven and true and people are mm-hmm. seeing it again, like you just kind of have to bite your tongue and it's more like, you, I don't want to be like, I told you so, but, but in my also- head, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I told you so. And you know, sorry is, is appreciated, but I don't even need those things. Right. It's just like, do better now that you know, right? right. Like don't keep pulling don't keep the, the, the wool over it. your eyes. Right. Yeah. Like well, now that you, you know better, do better. Right. And if you look at even just certain states, that didn't do all of the things. Or if you look at other countries who didn't do all the things that we did, they're still there. Yeah. (laughs) People are still alive. Like it didn't have to be this way. It Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be this way two years later, Mm -hmm. but here we are. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Absolutely. So all that tangent aside, let's actually dive into our notes and kind of organize our thoughts a bit here. We some, knew some of those were my notes. We some knew this would be a uh, topic where it's a hot topic, you, but you I think it's important. Just speak yes. from the heart and kind of what comes out of yes. the time. But we do have organized notes, so let's try to get yeah. back on course here. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So um, let's see. I again did not change a thing have been living my life, had a baby, took her out in public. I think the first, well, we took her back to the birth center for her 36 hour checkup, like day two. And then we had like a whole day out. Um, my parents came down when she was like a week and a half old for a week. We went out like every day. Um, people were just, some people were appalled, appalled that I had this tiny baby out in, in the middle of a pandemic. And I was like, well, I'm like, she, she, she good. <laughs> she, she, we're good. Thank worry you for your you. concern. I'll yep. worry about me. Um, 
So even with all of that and my, you know, non-mask wearing and traveling and, and all of the things. You're a grandma killer, just so you know. I know. Yeah. I know. I loved hearing that. I was like, I love my grandma. I was like, so, mm-mm, that's not, don't, don't talk about her. Me. Don't put that on me. Yeah. Um, I did not, and I'm, I'm still not even fully convinced that I did have COVID. I could have had COVID, or mm-hmm. I very easily could have just had the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was New Year's Eve. Um, just this, this, like a few months ago and I woke up and I felt like I got hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the pri- prior to that, the day before, which I think was like, I don't know what day of the week it was, but the day before I had like sinusy, like allergy kind of thing. And I was like, Oh, that's annoying. But you, I didn't think anything of it. Um, and then new year's Eve that day I woke up and I was like, everything hurts and I'm dying. Like just one of those, like I got hit by a truck kind of feelings. And, um, so Nick actually went and got an at home test because we had plans for like the, that whole weekend. Like we had plans to go somewhere that, um, that evening we had plans like the next day, like we had like a few things that we had going on. And so it was like, I'm obviously like not feeling great. Let's, let's just figure out what it is. And so I did one of like the at home tests and I did, um, test positive. So we canceled our plans. We stayed home because that's what you do when you're sick, <laughs> you know, with anything, with anything. I wasn't feeling great. And so that's what we did. I never got a fever. I kind of, I felt crappy that first day I was tired. Um, the next day I woke up and my head hurt. Mm. Like my eyeballs were going to like pop out. Like <laughs> it was just one of those, like my head hurt so bad after like that day my head felt better and then I was like completely fine Mm -hmm. like that was basically once my headache went away I was fine I I never I had a little bit of body aches like that first day um like chills like I was chilly but again like I've had the flu before several years ago and that's exactly what it felt like Mm. so I'm still not convinced that I it could have been either one because the symptoms are very very similar so um Sage she had a fever um, like overnight one night. I don't even know what it was because it, she just woke up in the middle of the night and she was like really hot and I didn't like check it. Um, but then the next day she was fine. So I'm pretty sure whatever I had, mm-hmm. she's all over me all the time. Like she obviously got it. Um, but that was all that she had. She just had a fever that one day and she kind of like, she was like calmer, Yeah. which if you know her, she's not calm. <laughs> so I was like, she's not feeling 100%, but like she wasn't cough. Like we weren't really coughing, but maybe we were coughing a little bit, but not like weren't hacking. It yeah. wasn't like in our chest or our lungs. Like within a few days, both of us were fine. Nick never got it. Um, and so I mean, isn't that, was, that weird too? How like, it was kind of weird. Some like, it's so contagious, but then sometimes like your spouse doesn't get it. Yeah. Or, like your kid doesn't when get it. When he got it, I never even, got even, it. Even like testing them, because like, I know like you can get it and just not have symptoms. Right. So, you know, somebody's going to be like, oh, they just had it and they just didn't know. It's like, no, like I know of people that they would test over and over and over yeah. because they had to make sure they could go to work and yeah. they never got it. But yeah, they he lived had in to the test same house, to go back slept, to work and, and slept he never in the got same it. bed. Yeah. Like all, mm-hmm. all of that. It's just, it's, it's just a weird virus. Weird, yeah. Weird. Super weird. Um, and I never lost taste or smell mm-hmm. I was congested so I couldn't like taste great or yeah. smell because I was congested but it wasn't like nothing Gone. was there yeah. yeah um so that was pretty much it the weirdest thing for me and Stacy has been 
<laughs> a witness to this is, and I don't know if it is um, COVID related or if it's just that my immune system took a hit. And so now like this has like come out um, because it like, saw an opening and it was like, <laughs> um, I got this crazy rash only on my face, which of course, if you want to have something, you want it to be Just on your face, on her face. Yeah. not like on my back or something where I can like easily hide it. Um, no, it was, it was like monster scary face. Like, <laughs> you know, it it's true. That it, bad. It, it's true. It was. <laughs> I mean, it was there. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. You still look beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're a liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was not ideal. And so that has lasted like still. Like, it will pop up every once in a while, like, on my eyelids. And, like, my, like, it was crazy scary. Um, not, like, scary, like, oh, I'm, I'm afraid, like, I'm sick. Like, just scary looking. Like, monster face. Like <laughs> you know? But that's, I don't know, like, that, like okay, so we were talking before on, um, like, our previous episodes. Like, if we're going to get sick, it's, like, sinusy, mm-hmm. right? Same with me. Or, like, allergy, like, rash. Like, my skin. Like, when things present... And I'm like, ooh, my body's not happy about something. It's like my skin. And yeah. so that's where I'm like, I don't know if it necessarily is COVID related or it's just like something in my body is is unhappy and it's presenting as this rash because it like my immune system took a hit. And so now it's like, ooh, there there's my out. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. It could be that for sure. And I mean I think we'll never know, you know, like, I don't think there's any way to actually figure that out. Um, But I've heard of that happening to other people too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm prone to get like hives and like stuff like that. Like that's how my body is like, Hey, you should do something different, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that, that's so far been my only experience. And um, I don't know if this is true or not, but for a while, like there was speculation that like, people who have O blood type were mm. not getting COVID. Yeah. And I have O. Yeah. And so does Sage. And so I don't know if, like, that's why I haven't gotten it for so long or why, like, anything happens. But um, I know that was, like, speculation for a while. Yeah. And I was my, like, well, maybe that makes sense because I haven't gotten it yet. So My friend Jill did the same thing. Like, <clears throat> um, her daughter got it, her husband got it. Like, everybody had it. And she lived in the house with them and she wasn't getting it. And we were, like, joking, like, you have superhero blood <laughs> and all this stuff. And then, like... A year later, she got it. And I was like, you don't have superhero blood. But we were messing with her. But yeah, she got it as well. But it, it wasn't until like yeah. like 2022, like yeah. recently. So I don't know. I don't know if that ever turned out to be a know. thing or not. But um, <clears throat> Yeah, so that was my experience. Um, and like I said, we've, we go on vacation. Like yeah. we, we do all the things. And somehow we're all still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Well, just looking at um, my notes here. So mm-hmm. I didn't want this whole episode to be like doom and gloom and, no. you know, all, all, all the stuff. So I did want to write down a few things that um, I've learned over the last two years and like just what the last two years have kind of taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I started writing it, 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 it was a lot. <laughs> I just kept writing. I like so it. So apparently I've learned a lot. <laughs> um, but so the first thing I want to hit on um, is that I found out, I learned that I really want to be self-reliant. Yeah. Um, again, I don't like to operate in a fear-based mindset. So I'm not one of those like crazy 
preppers that like and if you're a crazy prepper do you i don't care like good if that Mm -hmm. makes you feel good fine i just don't like um extreme yeah like doing things out of fear and everything having a fear message associated with it but you know when things started going out at the store or i didn't want to go to certain stores because they would make me wear a mask and and so my (laughs) whole foods (laughs) Um, so my (laughs) options got more limited um you know and i really just didn't want to partake in in that yeah um I was like wow like we're pretty vulnerable like we don't this I lived in New Jersey you know like right in town with everybody else and I was just Mm -hmm. like you know on sit on town water all the things and I'm like wow like not to be extreme but if things did go down Mm -hmm. we're we're screwed we don't we literally don't have anything yeah um and that actually started my whole like homesteading farming (laughs) journey yeah and here we are a year later and things are drastically changed yeah um, literally almost a year, like, yeah. like next week. But so that actually, and again, not, I don't want it to come across in the wrong way. It wasn't this fear-based, I need to prep, I need to do these things, mm-hmm. move to the country and hide. It wasn't that. It was just a realization of, hey, let's get smart here. Like, let's mm-hmm. have a plan, kind of like you were talking, you and Nick were talking about mm-hmm. in, the, in that um, prepared episode mm-hmm. that we did. Um, mine was in a different way. I was like Mm -hmm. hearing you guys talk about like safety and guns and all this stuff. And I was like, I did that, but like with like food and like my Mm -hmm. own animals and my own water source, like I kind of took it in a different way, but the message still hit. So yeah, that kind of triggered this whole self-reliance and change in lifestyle. Because I think if anything, the last two years has shown us, like you said, how vulnerable we yeah. are because how dependent we are mm-hmm. on certain things. So yeah. we, we had a plan too of like, if shit goes down, mm-hmm. this is where we're going because where we live right now in town is not ideal for like those kinds of things. And so my family in Pennsylvania lives on a lot of acreage mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are more set up to be more like this self-sustainable. And so that's where the Stanberries are heading. And if you can't get there, you come here. Yes. You're a much shorter drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but we've talked about that before. Yeah. I, I literally we'll said, message her. We'll bring guns and yep. we'll drink your I'm like, everybody milk. has a part to play <laughs> and you guys fit in. So like you're, yes. you're in the club. You can yep. come to the Cotter Club. Um, another thing <clears throat> that I learned is that I can do so much more than I ever thought I could. Right. Yeah. Like just, just learning new skills and how to do these things and make things myself. And I can do so much more than I thought I could, or that I thought I wanted to. Right. Like it became like a passion. Like I enjoy doing and making the things that I do, Mm -hmm. but I never knew I could because it was the convenience of buying it at a store. Yeah. Right. You never had to. Exactly. Um, I learned that I'm very pro-America, just meaning like I now love when something says like made in the USA. Yeah. I love shopping local. I love being within my community and doing things here. Not saying that I'm not going to buy a piece of furniture or something that's from somewhere else. Right. I'm not anti anywhere else. I just realized that I have this fire for supporting what I can here and spending my dollars here and being more aware of what I'm spending money on. Right. Right. Just kind of opening my eyes to that sort of thing, which again, that was just kind of... Not that I didn't do it before, I just wasn't as aware of it, right? right? Well, because you didn't see the impact because no one got shut down. Mm -hmm. And then you, like, we have, like, personal friends who their business had to shut down. And they're like, how are we going to live now? Like, we don't have a choice. Even if we stay open, like, we can't afford the fines that they're, like, willing to hand out while Walmart's open. And there's hundreds of people inside Walmart and things like that. So it's like you realize the appreciation and like what it means to support your community and like your your people and these small businesses. So 
choosing that now you you recognize whereas mm-hmm. before it was just like oh well it's easy to just buy something on Amazon, Amazon, Amazon or to Amazon, just like, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to pop into yeah. Target or whatever. And it's like, can I find this somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I no longer, like, one-stop shop is great, right. um, but I absolutely am willing to and happy to drive to collect things from different people, especially Or pay, locally. like, $5 more. More, yeah. Like, whatever. Like, worth it. Yeah. Exactly. I'd rather that go into the pocket of a friend yeah. than somebody to buy a 15th home. Yeah. Um, and then that was the next note was again, just, um, I love supporting local. Um, and it's because I love making those relationships and it's not only just the relationships with the people, but the relationships with the animals and the plants and the products that I'm consuming, right? Like getting to know these things, it just, I'm less wasteful. Mm -hmm. Like I'm using everything. I make sure I go through everything. I don't want stuff going just like bad in the fridge and throwing it out, you know? And if that does happen, it goes right to my animals now. So it's really not a waste. I've just really making it a full circle operation instead of just so, you know, one and done type of a thing. Um, And I really just don't trust the big conglomerate companies and I'm going to get us kicked off, big pharma, government, all (laughs) of the things. And I, I, again, that does not come from a fear-based place. Or a conspiracy-based place. Exactly. And and I'm not saying that I I am opting out of all uh, systems. I don't, you know... You run on solar and, and, and all of this stuff, which would be great. Yeah. I mean, I plan to one day, not going to lie. But, you know, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not going to, you know, use systems and roads and transportation and all this stuff. We just still to pay our opt- taxes. We still pay taxes. Again, like, all that stuff. But what I'm saying is I don't trust them, right? Like, I know, ne- but again... I'm 32 and I guess maybe I should have done a little more research before, but like I'm fairly young, I would say. And, you know, I would vote and stuff, but I never got like so involved. I never like researched right. it on man. I never really like, I knew that like, oh, there's corruption, but I never like yeah. understood. I, I didn't care. Again, that was a turnoff to my, my whole body yeah. and spirit. Like I don't want to be involved and I still don't want to. But I also want to be informed. I don't want to be um, just like blind going into things and making decisions. I feel like it's really important to understand things and go to meetings and participate and just learn what you can so that you can make the best choice not only for you but for your your area your local well you know town and like anything that we've been talking about in the past few episodes like it affects you now yes. and like you understand how much it affects you whereas before it was just oh it's this thing. if I have time mm-hmm. I'll go vote like whatever I don't really care I don't even know who I'm voting for I'm gonna mm-hmm. vote straight d or straight yeah. r or straight down yeah. the middle like but now like you're starting to see, you're starting to see, um, how important it is and you, you have to educate yourselves and like how to be more involved. Like you understand how important it is. Whereas before it was like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I was like, who am I? Yeah. Right? I'm one person. I'm one yeah. vote. It doesn't matter. But you know, and just educating yourself of what you're going to opt in to participate in and what mm-hmm. you're just going to simply opt out of. Right. Yeah. And all of that is perfectly fine. Um, Another thing is um, to really ask questions. Um, And I already knew that being a mom and having babies, and again, that's in our previous episodes. Feel free to go listen to those. Um, But just being your own advocate, like especially Mm -hmm. nowadays with health and, you know, blindly just trusting doctors and physicians and things like that. I just just think that there's too much information out there for anybody to still be doing that, to be honest. It's just, it's so in your face nowadays that you should at least just be questioned. Even if you go along, even if you say, oh, I agree with my doctor and that's right and I'm going to do that thing. That's fine. But it's that you why. made the decision for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's I'm bringing back up that taking accountability aspect, which we 
all hate to do apparently you know what I mean it's like putting in a little bit of effort yeah Yeah. exactly and not just just going with it like stop ask questions and you know think about why you're doing things and weigh your risk versus your reward in every situation um and like it's it's kind of weird because like these things shouldn't have to be said Mm -hmm. but Apparently they, they do. do. They do. You know, mm-hmm. and even for me, like, again, I'm happy that I started asking questions when I did, when I got pregnant, but before I got pregnant, I just, I mm-hmm. did what everybody told me to do, you know, mm-hmm. like I was just like, okay. So that goes into it. Um, don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to have a different idea. Don't be afraid to say no to something. Don't be afraid to put something on pause and say, Hey, I'm not comfortable right now. I want to do a little more research or, Hey, do you have more information on this topic? And listen to their response. If Mm -hmm. the answer is no, 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 just do it. Or no, 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 it's fine. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's totally safe. Like anything could be dangerous. So for somebody to say something is totally safe, like blanket terms, you can die from drinking too much water. But is water safe? Yeah. Right. But again, like there's, you gotta, you gotta think, you gotta, you know, use your head a little bit. And, and you um, would probably be surprised at the amount of, because I think people don't want to be, I don't want to be the only one oh, yeah. that's not doing this. You would be so surprised at how many people probably do agree with you, but they're just not as outspoken as maybe like me it, <laughs> or like it, other people yes. that you know, where it's like, you're like, okay, I know that this, the, you know, I know, uh-huh. but uh, there are a lot of people, the silent majority or whatever mm-hmm. they're called, where you're, you're not alone in your corner, exactly. you know? And exactly. a lot of people aren't acting out of fear of, I don't, I don't want to, um, cause conflict or I don't want it yes, to be like that's uncomfy. A, that's a huge one. Yeah. People are like, I don't want to make my neighbor, my neighbor Karen mad. Yeah. It's like, who cares about Karen? Like, this is your life. Um, but yeah, like all that, um, you know, and normal doesn't equal right. Normal right. isn't just why you should do something. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like we really have to look at this stuff, mm-hmm. um, and have the confidence to speak speak up for yourself. I feel like for some reason, like nowadays, like nobody wants to say what's on their mind. Mm-hmm. Even with this podcast, it was kind of yeah. like, oh crap, like we have to go talk about these things, which might get us kicked off, which <laughs> might get us in trouble, which I'm sure we're going to get some hate messages for. But it's like, no, we have the confidence to be like, yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Don't, I'm not, it doesn't change how I feel, but mm-hmm. like you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not about like canceling other people for having different ideas. I think right. it's healthy for everybody to have different ideas. How boring would the world be if everybody thought exactly the right. same? It would be super strange and new things would never come up and change wouldn't be a thing. Right. So having different opinions and different thoughts is healthy that as human, we are designed to, that's how you evolve, right? You're designed to do that. But where it goes wrong is this whole, I'm right, you're wrong, and so you should be this, this, this. Like, all these right. bad things should happen to you. It's like, it's crazy, right? It's right. like vegans who, like, hate people they eat meat, and they're like, you should die. I'm like, but you stand for life. <laughs> like, I'm super confused now. Yeah. So, like, the cow shouldn't die, but I definitely should, yeah. right? That kind of has, like, taken <laughs> over, and it's just yes. super confusing. So don't be afraid to speak your mind, but also have the courage to do so, and you'll sleep better at night mm-hmm. for doing it. Almost done here. Almost done with my points of what I've learned. I Um, like this. (laughs) And the next one, we kind of hit on it. If someone has to pressure or bully or frighten or entice you to do something, it is wrong. Yeah. Um, Again, if this was about health, like like in, in one simple snapshot, if this was about health, they would not be bribing you to get a vaccine with a free beer. Or a free McDonald's ticket or or free donut, right? They would be like, get this and you get salads for a year or something. You know what I mean? Like there would be something, right? But again, like still it's bribery. It's not good. You shouldn't do it. Coercion. But 
like just just take that one super like superficial little piece if you look at nothing else and like make a decision on that like that doesn't make you think twice come on I mean or if you don't do this you're gonna lose your job lose your job and you know like again like (laughs) where in the world has that gone Mm -hmm. right like let's look at history let's look back name one time that that has worked please like I'll wait like nobody can do it it does it's not right it's not how you should conduct yourselves it's a huge red flag Mm -hmm. um and then lastly um standing up for your values and your belief is what is going to help you sleep at night Mm -hmm. um even if everything is hitting the fan and the world is crazy and there's stress if you stay true to yourself and don't waver and do the hard things and have the hard conversations Maybe you didn't change anything. Maybe the world's still going to be crazy tomorrow, but at least you're going to wake up feeling like you did something. You did your part. You stayed true to you. You stayed true to your course. Um, You delivered the message that was on your heart, right? That was a conversation that we had to have a lot um, several months ago. And with exactly what I just said of Nick's job was trying to decide whether or not they were going to mandate the vaccine and that is a hard no for us and so it was a conversation of if it comes down to my job or my values morals and my ethics that's what I'm going to choose and so we were trying to figure out okay Nick I mean Nick has a good job and he has benefits and he's worked his butt off to get to where he is and all the things but That doesn't mean anything. If I'm being coerced into doing this thing, I'm going to quit. And he had that conversation with his boss and there were several other people in his office that felt the same exact way. And so then they were like, okay, what are we going to (laughs) do? Because we still have to make money. We still have to live. Do we lose all these good guys? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. And so that was a conversation where it was like, okay, this, this is what we're going to have to do if we have to do it. And so let's think about other ways that we can make money. What are we going to do with this? Like, what do we need to like change our budget? Like, and we just kind of prayed about it and waited to see what happened. And luckily they realized after several like surveys of trying to figure out who's gotten the thing and who hasn't gotten the thing and who's going to get it and who's not going to get it. And I think they realized that they were going to lose a lot of people. And so they quickly changed their mind. But if they didn't, he was going to quit. Yeah. Or, well, no, he was going to let them fire him. Yes. Um, That's a big part too. Yeah. Yeah. He will have a nice lawsuit <laughs> yeah. one day. Once Ugh. we figure all this stuff out, I do firmly believe that people that got uh, fired mm-hmm. um, for not getting it, mm-hmm. um, I do think that one day you'll have a case on your hands. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Like if we can get our, our stuff together here. Yeah. Um, but if you quit over it, yeah. I don't think that would hold up later on. Yeah. In court. And like making sure that like on the paper that you're going to make me sign yep. that's saying that you're firing me, that this is the reason. Yep. I think that's a big, uh-huh. big, important piece. And so we were like, okay, if, if that happens, this is what we're going to do, or this is what we're going to do. And those were conversations that were very stressful and oh, they yeah. didn't make you feel great, but it's like, this is what we're willing to do mm-hmm. if we need to. Luckily, we didn't, mm-hmm. but we had a backup plan. Yeah. We had a couple backup plans, actually. <laughs> so Absolutely. <clears throat> no, I mean, that makes sense. And again, that kind of hits on my first point of what I learned of being self-reliant. Yep. Like, if that happened, again, like, we were self-employed, yep. but, like, if we weren't and we lost our jobs, if we're self-reliant and self-sufficient, 
things would be harder, things would be different, things would be tough, things would be more slim, but we would survive. We'd yeah. be okay. We'd probably learn things and maybe kids. even be better off. Like who knows, mm-hmm. right? Like that can open a whole box of things. But when you're not self-reliant and then you hear somebody say, we're going to take your job, mm-hmm. that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Right. So um, especially if you don't you know, have a, a faith or something to lean into to right. kind of like hand over that fear and yeah. that like burden if you're just shouldering that and carrying that with you yourself like I'm not surprised so many people were like okay I don't want it but I'll just get it like I'm not blaming or shaming anybody I know people in my family people close friends close relatives all these things that were firmly against it or on the fence leaning towards no or not right now that ended up getting it because they felt like they had to they felt like they had to and the way I was seeing it I was like you don't have to like we can make this work we can do all these things but yeah it would have changed a ton in their lives, right? Yeah. And, and and to them, they they weighed their options yeah. and they decided to go through with it. And that's what I stand for. So I don't right. stand for mandates. I do not stand for telling people to do things. I don't stand for like one side or the other. I Coercion. don't care what you do with your body. Could care less. Right. What I care about is when somebody says, you have to do this or right. else, you have to do that. Like all, all of these mandates and stipulations and bribery and all of that's what I'm against. So yep. that's what I will use a platform to speak out about yep. because I, I, some of my favorite people in the whole entire world are for the stuff that I don't like think so highly of. Yep. And I don't look at them any differently. We have a conversation because I want to understand it because I want to see like, am I skewed? Am I off? Like, right. what, you know, like, let me hear your side of it. And I with open ears, listen, God gave you two ears and one mouth, listen, take it in. And if it doesn't sit true with you, that's fine. But what you'll hear in that conversation is why it sits true for them. And that's your understanding of, okay, you made the best decision for you. You're not just like winging it. Right. And, and needing, needing guidance or help. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to dump on you all of my beliefs and how I feel that you should be doing things because that's on you. That's for you to choose. And if you weighed your options and that's what you want to do, I support you 100%. Mm-hmm. Like I even said that in the um, birthing stories with the, right. with the vaccines. It's like we, we chose not to. That, we, we were, that was put on our heart not to do that. And people that it's put on their heart to do that, I don't look at you any differently. I am not going to sit here and preach to you and tell you all the reasons why I know you shouldn't be doing it. Because if you think you should, then you should. It's right. for you and your family to make those decisions. It's not for me. Well, I think it's important that like, I don't want you to tell me what to do. Yes. So exactly. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't want you to tell me what to do. Everyone should be able to make their own decisions based on their own research. You should know why you're making certain decisions, not just because I told you not to, or someone else told you to do it, or someone else told you not to do it. Like you should have an educated reason for doing something. You should weigh the pros and you should weigh the cons and you should understand the decision that you're going to make regardless of what it is. If you're buying a car seat, if you're getting a vaccine, if you're like whatever it is, like in any decision, like you should be making the informed decision for yourself. And I don't want anyone to tell me what I can and can't do. And I'm not going to tell you what you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. And we've lost that. <laughs> we've lost that. We so have much. lost that somewhere. And I, I don't know. That's how. where all the fighting and argument and war and everything yeah. is like coming from because like just mind your own business. Right. Like 
don't tell other people what to do. And then if somebody tells you what to do, just take it like a grain of salt. Like there's a reason that like they're saying that, like, you know what I mean? Maybe they, they're, it's emotionally charged. Maybe they did just lose somebody to COVID or they're, you know, nervous that they could lose somebody to COVID. And so it's an emotional response and they're blaming you. But like, Mm -hmm. if you understand that, you're not going to take it personally. You're just going to be like, yeah, Yeah, it's like, I understand you saying that, like, you know, we can agree to disagree or we can just not have this conversation, but like, it is what it is, but people can't just talk anymore. You know what I mean? And it's wild. It's like, again, like I've, my favorite people in my family, I completely disagree on so many different aspects of life that I love more than the people that I do agree with (laughs) on certain things. You know what I mean? Like those are still my people. Like I love you with all of my being. And why can't that be a thing? Where did we lose that? Like why, why did that stop or did it not start? I don't know. (laughs) Like I I just don't get it. So, you know, that's just kind of things that I've learned. Um, And then things that I felt the need to take control of over the last two years was our financial situation, our health, our education, and our food. So those were the top four things that I had that, again, were really just like highlighted for Mm me, Um, you know, our money. So it's different for everybody. And I totally get that. So I'm only going to speak on my experience um, and where we sit with this. Um, And that's just having savings. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like just talking about like your 401k like cool if you have that cool um to my understanding if you were to pull from that you're going to get taxed for pulling it early and you're going to pay a tax on it right so you have to kind of keep all that in mind right like there's strings attached to it like that number that you see in the bank is not exactly what you're getting so be cautious with that um so i'm talking about like a savings account or like under your pillow, like something like having some plan B that there's no string attached that you can like pull that money or have that money. You know, maybe there's a tax, you know, like you're not going to get around that always, but, um, just having access to your own financial emergency Mm -hmm. funds. Yes. And I think that I, I, I get it. Like some people are like, Hey, Stace, I live paycheck to paycheck. There's no way I'm already in the negative. There's, I definitely don't have extra set aside. And I understand. So I'm not, I'm not speaking to that because that's a huge hot button topic and I'm not going to push it. What I will say is that we live in an over consumer state of mind. Like it's wild how much we consume that we do not need that we could absolutely go without, Mm -hmm. but it goes back to that, like comfortability and, you know, convenience and all of these things. And again, if you're a little more self-reliant, that's going to start to save money. Like there's, There's a lot of things that go into that, but that is a state of mind topic, which is like, I'll leave that to the the, the (laughs) psychiatrist to, to figure out with certain people. Um, but yeah, our money, just making sure that we have reserves. Um, my husband with his business, he even has like, um, a savings within his business, like X amount of months payroll for his team so that, which he could, he could pull that could have, that money could have went into our pockets and, and his business partner's pockets. But when they set up the business, it was like, we're going to have X amount of months or X amount of years of payroll that God forbid stuff went sideways. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're still going to get, nobody's going to get loser jobs. Like they're going to have that set up and obviously the same for our family. Like we're going to have this stuff set up. So again, that looks differently for everybody, but just start to like focus. Like even if you're younger and you're a kid, like put it in your sock yeah. or something like and as old school as you want it to go. 
Um, I used to have that as a kid. I used to have money in like my underwear drawer, <laughs> like, like as a kid, like I like or my tips. I, like when yeah. I would like work at like the bagel shop, I would put them in there, and I thought I was like so cool. I'd have like a hundred <laughs> bucks, and I was like rich. So you know, just um, <clears throat> little things like that. You know, not we, little things. Actually. We follow Dave Ramsey a little bit, and I think we're gonna do an episode with my friend Brittany, and they are very into Dave Ramsey, and they they're they're so financially. He's smart. like the no debt guy, right? Yeah. Like, well, no, like no credit cards. Pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay. pay off all your debt and stuff. And so his thing is. Um, you should have either in a savings account or somewhere, you should have six months worth of like, if you lose your job, you can still live for six. Like you have that cushion. And so then whenever like the, the lockdown started and all the things, there was like a meme going around of like, this is exactly what Dave Ramsey was talking about. Like, remember when I said you should have this six month emergency fund. And obviously you're not going to have that like immediately. Like that's something that you like pay into when you work on it. But you're not buying a $5 coffee every day. You're making mm-hmm. your coffee at home. You're not going out to eat for lunch every day. You're like meal prepping and you're like, just those little things will add up. And so that's where, you know, you can, you can, you usually can afford to put, even if it's just like $5 a week yeah. away, like whatever you can afford. Um, but I remember that meme went around and I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not like the Dave Ramsey clap back of like, this is what car. I've been talking getting a car you know, right. getting a brand new living car within you want. your means yeah if you can't afford it you shouldn't buy right. it right you know what i mean it yep. is what it comes down to but that message is <laughs> yes. hard to receive so yep i'll leave it there i won't go any deeper <laughs> but we will um, do an episode on that i think yeah, yeah i think yeah. that'd be cool um okay so the next thing is health we did hit on this i'm not gonna butcher it it's you know yeah. eating healthy whole foods not using things you know products on your skin and on your body that aren't going to be good for you um getting your blood levels and hair samples all these things checked maybe once a year to stay on top of things so you're not behind the eight ball um preventative medicine is the best medicine um all of that right i'm not going right. to beat that to death but that is is a strong strong point to this my third point is education and this is another topic that could very quickly get us kicked off so i'm <laughs> going to do my best here um, I would, and I want to preface, I would love to be a, a homeschool mom. I would love to be a homeschool mom. I am not currently a homeschool mom. It is, I'm hoping to get there one day and I'm not <laughs> writing it off at all. Um, there's actually a neighbor that we met down the street who she's a homeschool mom and she, she, she may, she may make me sway. She's so cool. She does all the things. She's so crafty. Um, she has all the patience in the world. So I don't know. I'm going to take her on as my mentor and maybe uh, she doesn't know it yet but if you're listening Amy I'm gonna help um but yeah we'll figure it out I'm I'm not there yet but public school is not an option for my kids just completely off the table you guys can understand why um not bashing public school teachers I want to do want to throw that out there I think that I I went to a public school and Mm -hmm. look at me I turned out wonderful (laughs) um no seriously like there's teachers are absolutely amazing completely underpaid and should be yeah worshipped right like they do the hardest jobs but public school in 2022 is not an option for us um we do a private Christian school for both of our kids um, we came to that decision because a, we had a lot more control. So let's mm-hmm. talk about like the whole mask mandate thing in public schools. And they had to, you know, whether the teachers wanted to or not, most of them I know did not even want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know a lot of teachers, um, they were forced into it, right? Like it was just, again, do it or lose your job type of situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, how many years have we been masking our kids? Right? Like it's what we're uh, two weeks turned into we're in year two. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, with private schools, I quickly found out that um, some, if not most, you get that option, which is, again, what I stand for. I'm not, yeah. I don't stand for a mask or not a mask. I stand for the, the choice. choice to decide if you want to wear your mask or not. Um, so Shay actually went into school in 2019. So um, it was one of those things where it was like, everything started going on, getting crazy, but she was at that age where she wanted to start pre-K. She was asking to go to school. And, you know, I just had... Tegan and so I was home I was like it would be convenient to have you know go to school for a few hours a day even if it's just a half day it would help me with a newborn you know right. give me a minute um and she and and again I can't emphasize enough she was asking to go She's she a very wanted to go yes all of her cousins are older yeah. all of her like her little friends like our moms and the, the mom friends that I had their kids were like a year or two older so she she understood what that was yeah. and was asking to go and again obviously I was like well we're not do I'm I can say this wholeheartedly and I will stand by this. Um, I've never once put a mask on my kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm again, not shaming people that do. I'm just telling you my story instant again, kind of like with going on my health journey, anything that involves my kids, I'm going to like dive in research and do all the things and stand for 10 times harder than myself, which is probably backwards, but it is (laughs) what it is. And, um, at least it starts off that way. And I'm like, okay, I can do this for myself too. But it's like, don't mess with our kids, right? Yep. And um, the whole mask thing started. And I was just like, I don't know if putting this on you is going to affect your little lungs or like what the situation. I get that like doctors can wear these for hours a day and they're fine and blah, 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 all this stuff. Uh, there's no kids doing surgeries all day. So yep. I don't know the study on this and I'm I'm not doing it. You're and not kids gonna... are gross. Yeah. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I was like, I'm. we're not being the guinea pigs for this. Absolutely yep. not. And um so I was like, okay, sweetie, like mommy has to find a school you can go to. That's just mm-hmm. how I worded it. I'm not going to explain to her why, but that's, that's why. And, um, we found a Christian school, which was three minutes down the road from us in New Jersey, which was amazing. And, um, she went there, loved it. Never once was asked to wear a mask. None of the things, um, I became good friends with the, the lady, the you know director there. And she had all the same beliefs that we did. So I felt super comfortable sending her there. Um, and with that, you know, Christian background, they're not going to be talking about topics I don't want my young babies talking about. Right. So, um, I don't believe that certain topics are for teachers to teach kids. I believe that should be the the family and the parents conversation. Absolutely. And that's your, you, you create that safe space for your kids to have those conversations that the teachers don't get paid enough to have to go through those conversations. Um, you know, not even to mention that they may or may not have the same values and beliefs that we do. Right. right? So teachers have their place. They are so good. They're so amazing, but it's, it's not to teach my kids certain things. Right. And I will leave that at that, but, um, we're not going to mask. Right. So Mm -hmm. private schools typically had that option. And for me, it was the way I looked at schooling starting in 2019, which is when my kids started school. It was, we're going to go to private school where you don't have to wear a mask and you have the option or we're homeschooling. It's one or the other. Um, public school wasn't even on the table. Mm -hmm. Right. I had so many friends who pulled their kids out of public school in the past couple of years. Yeah. And they're either like private school and they're like, we will never go back to, even though like this is the reason why, like now being in private school, like they're never going back to public Mm -hmm. school or like homeschool 
or whatever like co-op so many there's people. options yep. yeah there's a lot of different options same thing they're like hard no yeah on all of this that's going on yep. and so to gain that because like not everyone can homeschool mm-hmm. not like we we were planning on homeschooling before all of this craziness over the past couple of years but even if we weren't we definitely would be now yep um and so you just you do you 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 were given these tiny little humans Mm -hmm. and they are your responsibility. And so the more control you can have over how they're brought up and how they're raised, like obviously the better. And so agree, agree wholeheartedly with all of that. And then, um, the last thing was just our food. So again, shortages and not to mention again, like all how weird food is nowadays, just like the The stuff that's added. Yeah. Like (laughs) all, all of the crud, but in this context of like COVID, um, you know, the food shortages and how that was scary and stuff like that. And that led us to chickens. We got our first chicken. We were, we are those chicken COVID people. Um, really? That's oh my funny. gosh. Yeah, I absolutely. Know that was absolutely. Yeah. I was just like, uh, eggs, meat, if we had to yeah. like, absolutely. I um, thought you had them before. That's interesting. We yeah. got those. We started that and the garden too. I never kept a plant alive until 2019. <laughs> I learned real quick. Um, but again, that ties back to what I said previously of like, I can do so much more than yeah. I thought. I just had to teach myself and, and be self-taught because it's great if COVID came around and you were already a homesteader or a farmer and you had all these, these traits Skills. and tricks and tips and knowledge and, and all of that. That's beautiful. But a lot of us weren't, aren't that way. Right. right. And, and it's, it was scary to not know the things, but what I thought was amazing was okay, we have technology, we have YouTube, we have all these books and peoples and resources and social media to learn how to do Mm -hmm. all these things. So that part is amazing. But also I loved it. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, I have a, there's a passion here. Like time out, (laughs) pump the brakes. Hold on. I want to make sourdough and collect (laughs) eggs and milk and do all the things every day. Like, and that turned into my life a year later, but that, so in a way I'm grateful, Mm -hmm. you know, for COVID, which is is a crazy thing to say. Silver lining on the whole thing. Is that I found my true passion for life. I worked with animals, but I wasn't doing it in this way, right? right? I wasn't working with animals to produce for our family. Right. I was working with animals to make other people's lives better, which was amazing. You know, and I still love that, but this was definitely like my true calling. Yeah. So, um, you know, just obviously chickens, amazing, easy thing to keep to, you know, have eggs, to have meat, you know, stuff like that. Um, but then also we now have our own beef cattle, which Mm -hmm. is a new venture for us. So, you know, that just makes me feel even better. We have our dairy cow Daisy who gives us milk every single day, but now she's also pregnant. So she's going to have a baby. So that can just keep on that circle can keep going, right? We no longer have to spend money on buying Mm -hmm. cows. We can, she can do that for us. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's a whole circle, right? Yeah. I want to have bees eventually, like yeah. all the things, right? For our garden to produce more vegetables and more fruit on our trees. We're putting in an orchard, like just so much, right? So much yeah. that we're blessed that we can do here um, and people can do really anywhere. And um, we're going to have a whole episode on that next. Yes. Yeah. And that was just, again, that goes back to feeling self-reliant. Like I feel yeah. good that again, if there's no meat in the stores, Yep. we can survive right and then like hunting yep. our husband's hunt and stuff yep. like that so yeah we were good yeah we didn't have to worry about that either because nick hunts and then my parents have beef cows so we usually buy a, not a half we buy like a quarter. quarter of a cow for um the two plus sage of us and so as far as that went yeah we were good yeah so that was nice that was comforting <laughs> especially now with how expensive everything is mm-hmm. um 
Yeah. Was that what you had? That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think I pretty much wrapped up on that note okay. in my notes on, on the food. So, if you, <laughs> if you know me, you're not going to be surprised. <laughs> you're going to be like, cool, Danielle's going to talk about this again. I'm sick of it. But I'm going to talk about the vaccine. Yay! <laughs> now we're definitely kicked off. Because <laughs> if you're going to do this episode, you can't not. So, <clears throat> and I have my receipts I have facts. <laughs> you I have would. articles. Oh, you would. And you guys will in tell. the show notes. Really quick. <laughs> you guys will be able to tell from our personalities. And I love this. And I think that's why her and I get along so well. I'm very story-based. I'm very, um, this situation had this emotion. Let me tell you about the story, mm-hmm. right? Which you just got from my very long-winded part <laughs> of this episode. And then we have Danielle, who can riddle you any fact of any time with a timestamp on it to the second dot your eyes cross your t's and i love that because i can't do that like we'll be out and i'll be like yeah that time with that thing she's like oh yeah thursday at four and i'm like oh yes that's right thursday at four so you'll you'll get to know that if you have not already picked up on it but i absolutely love it like she can just come in and drop facts and i will drop stories (laughs) that's kind of how it works but we joke and we say like it kind of like that's how our relationships yeah. are with our husband. Like yeah. I'm her husband Nick and she's my husband Travis. Yeah. And just in like our personalities, I think yeah. that's why when we became friends, we just hit it off so well mm-hmm. because I feel like you need those two things because mm-hmm. like you could go too far one way or I oh, could yeah. go too far one way, and then it's like we kind of yeah we bring each other yep. back down to like here's the balance. Mm-hmm. So let's hear it. Well, and it's funny because like most of my like best friend like good friend relationships that's exactly how it is like my friend Brittany who I talk about all the time and who we will have on the podcast she's also Nick and then I'm also her husband Ben and so it's like if I if like Nick and I are having an issue I'll like text you or I'll text Brittany and be like okay how do I handle this I'm like what do you need this is what he's thinking this is what I would do in that situation (laughs) and it works out well it works out well but my my thing is I'm I'm like a research nerd I always have been like I like to know things like I need to know things like that's my personality. I love but that about also, you But also I, I don't want to just like be one of those people that's like blah, 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 blah. And I don't actually know what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. if I don't know, then I have no issue with being like, I actually don't know that. Like that's, that's a good point or like whatever. Like if I talk about something, usually it's because I kind of maybe a little bit know what I'm talking yes. about. You've spent time. And so, yeah. It. And, and the same thing with like, I take it upon myself to educate myself about things. And so, I mean, we touched on this a little bit. You just touched on it again. Like we have a super, you have a literal supercomputer in your hand at all times. Mm -hmm. Like I'm holding myself on you. (laughs) But you like, there is basically no reason to be ignorant about something. Like if you don't know something or if you are like trying to make a decision and you're like, I don't know, like, you literally can look it up. You have access to the whole internet. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this podcast, you're like, you have access to the whole internet, all the things. And so there's no excuse. I suggest you use DuckDuckGo and Google, but well, you know, you know, you know, throw that out there. (laughs) And don't just click on the very first, like do a little bit more research. Anyway, so that is what I have for you today. I was listening to this podcast. Nick sent it to me. Um, it's called the Savon podcast. The guy's name is Savon. Um, he's like a CrossFit guy and Nick religiously listens to his podcast. Um, I have it linked in the show notes. 
And um, he was doing this episode with a, um, a woman. Her name is Dr. Zoe Harkum. She's a PhD. She's not like a crazy person. Um, and she is, okay, so she has a PhD in public health nutrition. Um, she has a bachelor's degree and a master's degree uh, in economics and in math. So she's like pretty smart. So like she has student debt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> well, maybe not maybe anymore not. <laughs> because she she has like a, a huge career. But, but she went to the school. She did the thing. She put work she's in. She's pretty yes. smart. So yes. I'm going to listen if she says something and they were talking about, they were talking about like it was like a three hour podcast episode. They were talking about all the things. But I am going to cover and I have, I re-listened to it yesterday and I like typed out direct quotes. But... They were talking about like efficacy information and like what that really means and um, that kind of stuff because, you know, what what is pushed so much? This this COVID vaccine is pushed so much. COVID is not a new thing. It's been around fifty plus years. There's different variants, just like there's different variants of the flu. Like this is not something that is like this brand new thing and we have no idea blah, blah, blah. that's how they marketed it though. that's exactly to, to how they marketed you. it it's brand new we don't exactly. know what to do with it it's like well, and well. from the very beginning like we talked about earlier they were inflating the numbers they had the death ticker and there's been like a whistleblower video that came out of like oh yeah well this is why we did that it creates fear fear causes people to tune into the news if people are tuning into our news then we're making more money so we're going to keep the death ticker going mm-hmm. regardless of whether the information is true or not because who's going to fact check us? Mm-hmm. Um, so the... I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. I got a notification on my phone. Um, <laughs> instead of that... So they're inflating the numbers. The PCR test is what they're basing most of that off of, which we now know has been recalled as yep. of December of 2021. They're still using them. Mm-hmm. We know that they're not accurate. We know that they've been recalled. We're still using them. So that just goes to show you that even the facts and the science that people are basing all this information off of is false. Mm-hmm. It is straight up false. The mandatory testing that they do at hospitals when you come in, like every, if you go anywhere, everybody has to have a COVID test. Those numbers are not accurate. And from the very beginning, the people, so that the, the things that are ticking off the death counter are people dying with covid or are they dying of covid because that is a very different those are two very different things there have been reports of people who go in and they're like you know dying because they were in a car accident mandatory testing they maybe happened to have covid at like currently or at one point they still were showing the antibodies because we know that they can live in your body for so long that is now a covid death Homeboy was in a car accident. Like that's not that's not what he happened. Was decapitated. <laughs> yeah. You still gave him a test. Like that's that's why a savage. It's savage so, stuff. So that right there, and it just shows like there there is a narrative that's being played out, which sounds like a conspiracy theory. Okay. But but we've already covered like this is obviously not about health. So the thing with the vaccine rushed, mm-hmm. which we know, and that's why even people who are like. I vaccinate my kids. I get the flu shot every year. I do all the things. Like, even those people are like, eh, I just kind of want to wait and see about this one because I just don't feel super comfortable. I feel like there's not enough testing. Like, I the other ones were tested, which, you know. But 
this one, like even for people who are pro, which pro and anti is so dumb, but even for people who are pro, even those people were like, Ugh, until their job required them or until mm. they wanted to travel or until like coercion, 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 even those people. And there's a reasoning behind that. So, um, anyways, so this Dr. Zoe Harcum, she was talking about, um, when the Pfizer, cause Pfizer is like the, the main one right now. And she's based in the UK. Um, so a little bit of her information is like based on that, but I'm going to, I'm going to quote this right now. So they were having a conversation they're talking about efficacy. And, um, so she brought up the COVID, um, vaccine efficacy. So, um, what people didn't realize when the first Pfizer press release came out and they said that this is 90% effective. So when it very first came out in like 2020, um, and okay. And if you want to listen to this, I have the episode linked in the show notes and I have her website linked because I'm going to reference an article. And if you listen, if you want to listen to this, um, it's, if you go to like Mark 39, they're 39 minutes in, this is when, um, they're talking about this specifically. So she says, so what people didn't realize when the first Pfizer press release came out and they said, this is 90% effective. That was based on 94 positive PCR tests, which I just covered. We know that the PCR tests have now been, um, recalled because the numbers aren't accurate, but it was based on 94 positive PCR tests. So they had a trial of approximately 44,000 people. 22,000 people were given a proper saline placebo, which is also uncommon in vaccine testing. Um, because, I'll tell you why. So that was different than the AstraZeneca where they were given an an alternative injection. They were given the meningitis vaccine. So the AstraZeneca trial, they were basing the COVID vaccine off of the meningitis vaccine, which is what they do a lot of times with um, vaccines is it's not a true. And that's a lot of the um, conflict with vaccines, Mm -hmm. why a lot of people aren't comfortable with them because the trials aren't what you think they are. It's not like clean and true. It's like one thing versus another. Right. So if I'm testing one vaccine against another what happens if I don't do it? You're not getting that information. But the AstraZeneca one um, was given against meningitis, but the Pfizer one was actually given a proper saline placebo. So Pfizer, 22,000 people got the placebo, the true placebo, and 22,000 were given the actual COVID vaccine. So they had 94 positive PCR tests with at least one symptom. She says, which quite, quite frankly could have just been a little bit of a cough, and that was it. Um, And we now know, because there has been a whistleblower from the Pfizer trials, that that data was easy to sabotage, and it was, basically. That's what the um, whistleblower has come out and said. Um, And so she's come out and said that. So those 94 people, um, 85 of those, they managed to get into the placebo group, and then nine of those people were in the vaccine group. And so this is how the math works. If you have 85 minus 9, which adds up to 94, 85 over 9, or 85 minus 9 divided by 85, which is the total, is 90%. So that's where they're getting the 90% efficacy from, from nine people. (laughs) Um, So now, about a week later, they managed to have their first publication, and I think the Pfizer one went in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, or JAMA, um, and then the AstraZeneca one went into the Lancet. So those both went into really esteemed publications, like that that they're well-known medical literature. Um, so she's like, we'll stick with Pfizer. So this time, the second time around, they had 170 positive PCR tests with at least one symptom, which again, could have been as simple as just like a cough. They managed to have lost one person. So we're no longer nine 
in the Pfizer trial, the people that actually got the vaccine, were now down to eight. And then Savon, his podcast, he's interviewing her. He's like, what do you mean they lost a person? Like, wait, wait a second. What does that mean? She says, I don't know. But when they did the press release, they said there were nine people who have tested positive in the Pfizer arm of the intervention, um, that 22,000 people. But then when it came to the actual report in the academic journal, which is the peer-reviewed BART, they said, okay, we've only got eight people. So what happened to that other person? We don't know. They just, they're not there anymore. Serious. <laughs> it's yes. kind of weird, but yep. okay. Um, and so they said, okay, we've only got eight in the Pfizer arm, and then we've got 162 in the placebo arm. So again, the math is, same math, 162 minus eight over 162 is 95%. And so then they went out to market saying, this vaccine is 95% effective. I'm going to make this sound less math and scary. She does, she does it for me. Now, she, I'm going to link this article. She says somewhere in this post. So what? she has a website, and it's a members-only website because she spends like hours and hours and hours combing through research. And she's like, a lot of it is nutrition. And so it's like um, the average everyday person doesn't know how to read academic literature, um, doesn't have the time to do it. She understands it. She has the time. And so she combs through, and she's like, okay, this study – like this, this is an issue that I have with it, or this sounds good. And like, this is why. And she kind of like gives you a breakdown of it. And then she gives you like a, like a summary of like, if you don't have time to read my whole like two page of this 90 page thing. Um, and so she has a membership website. All of her COVID information is free, um, because she didn't want people to be like, Oh, well you're making money off of COVID. And so that, because again, this information isn't out there. So she has this article, um, based off of that, that, um, research paper and she just kind of like breaks it down for you in like real people terms um, and I have that linked also so um I lost my place okay so now I say somewhere in that post I put all the COVID posts on open view because I wasn't going to have anyone saying you're making money off COVID da, da, da. I said if you stopped people in the streets and you stopped 100 people in the street and say what do you think 95% effectiveness means even if you find 100 smart people who can even work out at any level what it might mean, they'll say, okay, so if 100 people get exposed to the virus and those 100 people are vaccinated, then 95, the 95 of them won't get it, right? That's what you would think. That's what I would think. That's not even what that means. What that's mean? not even what that means. That's uh, what I thought. Yeah, no, that's not what that means at all. 99% of people in both the drug group and the placebo group did not get the virus. Remember, there were only nine, which then turned into eight. Mm. Hmm. Out of 44,000 yeah. total people. <laughs> but this vaccine is 95%. That's what that means. Yeah. And so she goes on to kind of explain that a little bit more because there's different, like, like research terminology that I don't know, but she does a really good job of explaining it. But, but that, that point... Again, of if you stop 100 people in the street and you yeah. say, what do you think 95% effectiveness means? It is not at all what you think it means. Mm -hmm. And so, again, the information that's being put out is done so in a way that is misleading. And it sounds so much scarier. Like the COVID information sounds so much scarier than it actually is. Mm -hmm. The vaccine information sounds so much safer and so much more effective. Safe and effective. Safe and mm -hmm. effective. That's the tagline. Mm -hmm. And that's not what's what's actually happening. That's wild. The research trials are not done yet. You know, we've had family members that have been that have been kind of mad at me because <laughs> we set a boundary where 
we don't let people who have been recently vaccinated around sage because we don't know about this. So we know that vaccines can and do shed certain ones. And this one is We're still definitely getting so kicked new. off now. That's it. We're done. We're toast. <laughs> this one is so new and we don't have the information about it. And so for four to six weeks, if you've been recently vaccinated or gotten your booster or whatever with the COVID vaccine, like you can't touch my kid. Yeah. You, you're no, like, sorry. And of course we take her out in public, but random strangers aren't picking her up. She's not sitting on random people's laps. Random people aren't trying to give her a kiss on the face. Like it's just, we don't know. And so that's not something that I'm willing to compromise on. And until the information comes out, which is not for another couple years, even though they're trying to hide the information and they've made 33 either billion or trillion dollars the past year or so that this vaccine has been out. Like those are none of those things make me feel comfortable. So like hard, no, we've had issues and it's like, well, I'm just listening to my doctor. I'm listening to the science. That's why I'm getting. And I'm like, you are the science. You, you are the science. The science is not out there yet. This is new. This is totally different. This technology is totally different. And why is the person who invented this technology getting kicked off of Twitter? He's against it now, right? Like everything. He's coming yeah. out and he's trying to give information. It's important to he know. He invented it. Yeah. He would be, you know, an expert in this field that yeah. he created. Yeah. And he's being censored. So it's just, it's very interesting to see that kind of things. And so I just wanted to put that out there because I think you know, you hear like 95% effective and everything is so safe. And it's like, but if you actually dig a little bit deeper or if you, you know, if you look at things like this, where I don't know how to read all the things, but this educated person who does has kind of given a breakdown of, you know, studies about all different things. It's worth looking into, you know, being a conscious consumer again, and like doing your own research and, and making the decision based off of your personal health, and your risk factors and your comfort level that's that's what we're talking about this whole time so absolutely i wanted to add that in there (laughs) that's great i mean i didn't know that for sure um what's amazing do you have anything else in your notes that you wanted to hit on i don't think so um just which i we kind of talked about this like the past two years we're two years into this now so other than wearing a mask and or getting a vaccine like what have you done what have you done to help yourself? Are you choosing to take this time and better your health? Or are you just, you know, doing those things? Because that's not making you healthy. Mm-hmm. So are you choosing to eat better foods? Are you choosing to go outside? Are you choosing to exercise? Are you choosing to better your mindset to work on any personal development are you you know bettering your financial situation like what are you doing other than yelling at me for not wearing a mask or (laughs) being mad at me because I'm not taking the vaccine when what are you doing because I'm living my life and I'm making sure that I'm staying as healthy as I possibly can am I perfect absolutely not do I still get sick sometimes? Yes. I got COVID probably. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or the flu. Who knows? <laughs> but I'm doing all of these other things and I'm setting myself up in a way that I'm not living in that fear mindset and I'm not succumbing to this like horrible like narrative and this this thing that's being shoved down your throat. So don't come at me and tell me that I'm a grandma killer or I'm like putting my child at risk or you know, all of these things when what the frig are you doing exactly. other than 
watching the news and like being a keyboard warrior and yelling at me on Facebook with things that aren't even true. They're not even accurate. And so I think it's really telling like we're we're into this now. We're two Mm -hmm. years into this. So you've had plenty of time. We know who's more at risk. We know why, you know, what are you doing to make yourself better? Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And again, that just comes back to the self-responsibility personal accountability, personal accountability and all that, which is a hard thing to do, but I mean, you got to do it, right? Like nobody's going to do it for you. So that's our thoughts. It's probably our final episode. (laughs) We're done. We used every trigger word possible. We're, we're done. We're out. Um, but if not, then tune in next week for our episode. Um, it's a little bit lighter. We're back on course, but again, this, this COVID episode is really important to get yeah. out there. We know it's heavy. We know it can hit some triggers, but we also feel that it's something that needed to be said. Right. So tune in next week. Um, we are going to talk about spring planning on the homestead. It's a lot lighter. It's a lot yeah. more fun. Um, but again, this was definitely important. And I think that we covered everything and then some. I even learned some stuff on this podcast. So, all right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard here, share it with your friends, share it on social media. We would love to grow our little community that we have going here. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at The Living Roots Podcast.